Network, powered by Spotify Audio. Cousin Sal here. Hey, Mikey Meatballs is producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds of D3, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlor kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How you doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Oh, we got so much. This is always a busy show, right? With that, we have two. We have two a week, so we've got to pack it all in. we got World Series picks at the end of the podcast, college plays of the week, Fury and Ganu. we got to figure out if that's a real fight or not, Brother Bry, and <laughs> our NFL Thursday Night Football. First of all, Harry, have you gotten the lovely Angie? Have you bought her tickets to this World Series yet? <laughs> I haven't bought tickets to the World Series. We'll probably be doing the pod two of the three games uh, oh, right, so I can't do them. And oh. if there's not a fifth game, uh, if the Diamondbacks get swept, I'm kind of screwed from going to the World Series. Right? Listen to this excuse. Listen to if Springsteen <laughs> were singing the national anthem, Paul kid, he'd be there in a second. He wouldn't care if we had a pod, a double pod, or what was going on. Right? Well, you, you know, throw some free tickets his way. He'll be there. <laughs> is that I mean, all it takes, Aaron? That's it. He just doesn't hasn't want. Da- hasn't Darren like the last four ha- times gone to Islander games? Weren't they free? Ha- ha- Harry seriously yeah. has. When we talk about alligator arms, right? Harry does. He can't reach into his pockets. He really wow. cannot. His the last dinner. Is- let me remind seriously. you. The last dinner that we went to, where yeah. Brian was there as well. It was Denny's uh, though, wasn't and it? Your Eighteen brothers and sisters. <laughs> uh, that was about that. That was a that was a half. That was a four digit bill. That was you a were ordered bill. to pay for <laughs> that. Ordered. It was a des- it was a des- you received one an the order digits. to pay for yeah. it. You ordered. I did. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Harry, you can go to game three. You can go Monday night. You can go to game three. Stop it. Right. Friday, Saturday no, is the just first go. two games. You can go we'll to game see, three. I just, I, just, I, just, I just laid down 1500 for a new irrigation system, so I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, you have plumbing at ir- your house? Got wow. leaks all over the place in this house. Now I got to get a new <laughs> irrigation system outside. That's $1,500. Harry, right. right? It's always something. Right, D. Right. It's always right. well, we'll, freaking Let's try to make that back uh, right. on some of our picks there. Thursday night game. Bill's eight and a half. The over-under just moved to 43. They're home for Tampa Bay. Yeah, Harry, don't count on our first touchdown pick to pay for this irrigation system, right. this new irrigation. But we could maybe, oh, don't count on the the Thursday pick either. I mean, you have this world-famous cartoon that you're, um, what are you, two and five? Two and five. Two and over right. the Lions, oh and five with everybody else. Okay, well, the Lions, unfortunately, are not uh, part of this matchup here. It's Buffalo and Tampa Bay. I'm going to take the coward's way out and play a teaser here. I'm bumping Tampa up to 14 and a half. The under 48 and a half. Bucks lost three of the last four. Bills dropped two of the last three. Very close to being three of the last three. They could have lost that Giants game. One weird call at the end. Maybe, maybe the call that was made was weird. No pass interference. And uh that was that. But uh I don't know. It was almost desperation time in Buffalo. It might be anyway. Now they have Tampa Bay. This is going to be the third straight time I've gone with the Bucks. this time on a teaser. Uh, I just think as soon as we count Baker out, he sits up straight in his coffin and Paul Bearer buckles his chin strap and you're like, wait, how is this happening? Why does uh, Kate Otten have a half dozen catches? So uh, that's what I think. I think Tampa keeps it close. Von Miller, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips for Buffalo, either limited or no participation in practice during this short week. I have the Bills winning. 
I don't know, somewhere like in the 24, 19 range. I like pushing it to 14 and a half and the over under to the high forties. Let's say 24, 19 bills. Take the Thursday night game. Uh, Harry, you are also on the bills. Is that what you took in your cartoon? I did. I took the bills in my cartoon. I'm laying the eight and a half. I know they're (laughs) struggling, but they're still third in the NFL in scoring average. Tampa Bay's dropped three of the last four and Bruce just one touchdown south in three of those last four games. Baker has interceptions in four straight Buffalo still uh, defensively. I know they've got some uh, injuries and guys that are out now, but still second in the league in sacks, third in the league in picks. And Tampa Bay doesn't even have a running game either. The leading rusher, Rashad White, has just two games over 40 yards uh, in out of the sixes he's played. I think this is a kind of a get-right game for Allen and the Bills in the running game. Get James Cook more involved. I think he has a big game. He had over 100 yards rushing and receiving last week. So I think he does it again, Sal. I know you. You uh, we'll get, when we get to our props, you like Gabe, Gabe Davis to have a nice game. Last two games, just 27 yards, and he lost a fumble. He needs to show up as well. I got the Bills pulling away late. Got them winning by 18, Sal, 31-13. Yeah, Parley Kid, there have been a couple of these Thursday night games where the big favorite, you think, all right, they're not rested. They're mm-hmm. not going to cover. The Niners covered. There's a couple others in there. Uh, big favorites covered. So you like the Bills to uh, keep following. Oh, I, I, Harry, I think, is spot on with everything he said. What? Um, yeah. You heard he's 2 and 5 with the Cardinals, <laughs> right? It happens. I, it does happen. I, I really think he, he nailed this game here. There's nothing that I like. I mean, Tampa Bay's defense has been uh, pretty impressive so far this year. Mm-hmm. They've given teams some fits, but this just seems like the type of game, them traveling up north here, the Bills looking to get right, as Harry said. Uh, mm-hmm. They need to establish their running game with Cook. Once they do that, uh, they can uh, really pile on the points. Um, if they can establish their running which I think they're going to force themselves to do that this week. And I just, I cannot trust Mayfield. I just, he's not capable of putting up enough points to possibly mm-hmm. keep up with the Bills offense that is probably primed to kind of have a breakout game here. Uh, so yep. I too like the Bills. And I think it's going to be a late cover as well, fourth quarter cover. Um, okay. But I do uh, like the Bills. I just don't have enough faith in this anemic offense. Of Tampa, I just, I, I just, I just don't. Right, I don't trust, trust, not trusting Baker Mayfield. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I hear <laughs> what you're saying. You like the plus saying. eight and a half. Yeah, I yeah. like the plus eight and a half. And, and look, I'm sure Parley Kid is killing himself the fact that he has to go with Harry's cartoon. I'm sure he's bugging him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody, uh, yeah. for sure, for sure, it really is. But I think I think eight and a half is a little too much. If this was six and a half, I would definitely feel different. But both teams are going to be desperate for a win here. And I don't know, it's possible in a short week that the Bills just don't have enough time to fix all their issues. And they're certainly missing so many pieces on defense. Uh, we saw that their defense looked really bad the other day against maybe one of the worst offenses in football. So I know, I know I will say the bucks have not been good offensively either, but at least they are a tough physical team. They're two and zero on the road so far. I think they, I think they can make enough stops defensively. And I think they keep this. I think they either keep this close or they get like a backdoor cover on a Porsche, uh, Bill's defense here. So I, I like the eight and a half. Yeah. You're saying Porsche, not Porsche, right? Porsche. Yeah. Would, Porsche. Like top Porsche. of the line. Yeah. Porsche. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm looking, I might sprinkle a little on the Bucks first half plus five and a half. This, this, this is the slowest starting Bills team we've ever seen, right? I mean, you know, you could chalk it up to whatever in London when they played the Jags, but 
Uh, and then the next week against the Giants, they didn't get it going. They really never got it going. <laughs> just like one or two good drives. And then last week, uh, obviously, had their issues against New England. So plus five and a half might not be bad either. All right, props. We've done okay with these. We're not getting to the bad part yet. First touchdown. We got a minute. Um, and then we'll tell you, you could fast forward through this or go on uh, 2X, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Uh, Harry mentioned, I like Gabe Davis. Thanks a lot, Harry. No, I over 41 and a half receiving yards for me. Uh, minus 114. He's gone over this total in five of his last six games against bottom 10 passing defenses and uh, actually more than doubled that number over that span. 90 plus yards he averages in the last six against bottom 10 pass defenses. Streaky receiver. I get it. He underperformed the last two games, but he has longs this year of 40, 35, 34, and 29. So you're never really out of it with Gabe Davis as long as they're throwing the ball. He'll put up good numbers on Thursday night. Give me Gabe Davis over 41 and a half receiving yards, minus 114. All right, Harry, uh, white under rushing yards. Yeah, I'm going to go under 47 and a half. Uh, Tampa Bay is 29th in the NFL in rushing yards per game, 27th in total yards overall. White has gone under 40 yards rushing in three of his last four games. And if Tampa is playing from behind, which I think they will, uh, they'll have to bank more on Godwin and Evans in their passing game. And actually, Sal White has gone under 47 and a half yards rushing in nine of his last 11 games overall. Wow, that makes sense. That sounds right. All right, Parlay Kid, uh, Diggs' longest reception. I think Harry's been on the money today. Yeah, I don't know what what he did, <laughs> oh, but today <laughs> finally like, <laughs> seems in, he seems focused today. He seems locked in. I really I like what he's saying, Harry. Um, I got paid today, Darren. I got paid today. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, going digs over longest reception here, Sal, 26 and a half yards. He's hit this number in four of his last five, and the only time he didn't hit it was in his last game when he came up with a long of 25 yards. So uh, 39 targets in his last three games. You know he's going to be in double-digit targets in this game. I think one of those – uh, he goes you know, over to 26 and a half. So I'll take Diggs at pretty much even money to get one long one in here tomorrow night or tonight, All right. I should Bri, say. Uh, yeah, whenever people are listening. Bri, <laughs> you, uh, you like the longest reception prop too. Yeah, I like it too. I like James Cook over 10 and a half longest reception. Look, look, we talked the other day that the Bills need to get Cook more involved. He is great catching balls out of the backfield. And that's where, when he's on the field, that's usually where the Bills have had the most success. And the one thing I will say with Cook too, it's like, it doesn't have to be a screen pass either. We saw this in college too, right? He could easily catch a wheel route down the field. In the last game, he had a, a catch of 28 yards. In two of the three prior games to that, he had one for 18 and one for 48. So, again, he could be a big play receiver down the field for them as well. And the Bucks, you know, they've given up the 14th most receiving yards to running backs this year. So I, I had to check that because I wanted to make sure that the Bucks didn't dominate uh, running backs. But but I think that's a solid number. So I, I really like that play. I, I definitely think he's going to catch one longish pass. And 10 and a half is not too bad. No. All right. Well, the time has come. We're here. I guess uh, and we can't skip it. This first touchdown pick, it's been the bane of our existence. We do this every Thursday night, and this is the eighth Thursday night game, correct? And so we are 0 for 7 and collectively 0 for 28 with these first touchdown picks, which is really astounding. And there's been favorites who've hit, right? Who, who yep. was it last week? I can't even remember what the, the dumb game was last week. It was, it was uh, the Jaguars. Uh, That's the end. That's the end. 
Etienne. Okay, that's easy enough. Why didn't any of us have Etienne? He's good. <laughs> Serviceable, <laughs> right? One of the top. Was he? Was he the actual favorite? He was, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and I, I had yeah. said, I had said after we gave all of our picks, I'm like, you know, Etienne will just score the first touchdown, right. and that would of be course. it, right? Yeah. So. Now, so all right, like honestly, I'd love to be done with this. I really would. I'd love to move on, and we'll move on as soon as we hit one. I mean, I look at Fandle. There's so many other things we could do. They have game specials, right? Digs thirty plus receiving yards first half. Wouldn't it be great, Harry, to jump into something like that? Any quarter to end scoreless. Anything would make sense, more sense than what we're doing here. But we have to keep it going. First touchdown. Diggs is the favorite of plus 550. Cook, 7-1. to Allen, plus 950. So you get all three bills or uh, three bills to uh, lead the chart there for favorites for first touchdown. Now, are we going to do that? Are we going to take the bills? Well, let's find out. Brother Bry, you're going with the favorite. Seems wise. Look, I'm going with the favorite. I'm going with Diggs at plus 550. And we just said recently, yeah, that the more obvious choices have hit. So I can't let that happen again. Diggs has had six receiving touchdowns on the season. Uh, it, it was week one where he had the first touchdown versus the Jets. Uh, it's been pretty much for this team, Diggs, Allen, or Davis for the Bills. So uh, I would say Tampa's defense hasn't given much uh, rushing touchdown. Or I, I think they've given up actually three rushing touchdowns, but not many yards at all to to quarterbacks, I think only 80 so far in the season. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take digs here and I know I'm going to kill myself, not uh, taking. No, nah, don't on. kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. All right. Harry, let's just go, let's yeah. just go in order. Harry, you got the next favorite. You're taking cook, right? We didn't do this on purpose, but this is how it's going. Yeah. Cook at seven to one. I think Buffalo gets back to basics, take some pressure off of Josh Allen, pound the ball in the red zone. Cook did have the bills first touchdown last week versus new England. Cook plays a big role. Versus Tampa Bay here. Come on, let's get one, guys. Cook at seven to one. All right. Now, Parlay Kid, here's where we skew from the norm a little bit. What do you got? Well, look, we always say tight ends, a uh, big factor here. And I think the best thing that happened to the Bills in their last game was the emergence of Dalton Kincaid, uh, the uh -huh. rookie tight end out of Utah that we've been kind of waiting on here. The big man, good athlete, 6'4, 240, uh, eight, right. eight targets, eight receptions. Uh, against the Pats last week. Uh, I, I think this is the type of guy you want to be able to find uh, in the end zone. In fact, did he catch one and actually had uh, maybe it overturned uh, or called back uh, last week? Maybe uh, seems like, right. It's all I feel like blur. it seems, just seems right that that I think happened. But either way, 11 to 1 for Kincaid, who has not scored yet, but now is a focal point of their offense. Really, maybe their best. Uh, second best option after Diggs in the passing game. Let's take Dalton Kincaid to score his first NFL touchdown here and and make it the first one at eleven to one. Get us on the board. All right, I like it. I also have an eleven to one on here, and it's uh for the Bucks to score first. And Evans, Mike Evans, ever heard of him? Scored in four of his last six. He's had his team's first touchdown in three of those games. He has three deep ball routes for scores, which is nice, right? Because it could happen from any place on the field, but also eight red zone targets, which is second on the team. Uh, one of those targets was good for a score. I've said enough. Why even Why even pump this up? Well, you know Mike <laughs> Evans. Uh, he, he's the guy that wears his, doesn't tuck his shirt in. That's all I really need to say. Seven weeks in a row, we've wasted everyone's time offering analysis. Take it or leave it. Those are our four. Evans, Cook, Kincaid. And Diggs. Parley Kid, are we going to win this week? Chances are we won't. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's I the agree. line? What's the line, Sal? Make the line. Well, that's interesting, right? Because we have two of the three favorites, Bry. Help me out here. And then we have a couple of 11 to ones. I mean, we're still like a plus uh, two fifty. Yeah, Fandle should have people be able to bet on the odds on us hitting this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They should give them that's odds on idea. us hitting this. That would be fantastic. Contact but them. But then they'd go bankrupt. They wouldn't, they wouldn't make any money, <laughs> right? They'd be done. They'd, well, uh, there'd be they'd, some they'd, long odds. I mean, I, what right. would it be for us to hit this? Uh, that's a great question. Well, this question. one I think is probably plus 250 or something because we have two of the three favorites. I don't know. I have no idea. Let's just be done with it. Let's hit one of these. Kincaid's good enough. All right. Let's take a quick break. Then we'll go over the college games. All right, not a great slate in uh, college football this week, but uh, we did pick uh, four games. We're going to go over them right now. Oklahoma is a 10-point favorite at Kansas. 65-and-a-half is the over-under. I'm going head-to-head with you, Parley Kid. You beat me up when the Ohio State-Penn State game last week. So uh, my pick is Oklahoma. The Sooners survived the scare versus UCF last week. They're one of nine remaining undefeated teams in FBS. Uh, they're my pick to remain undefeated. We went over those yesterday. I think they're back on track at Kansas. This is a team they've beaten 18 straight times by an average of 28 and a half points. Uh, Dylan Gabriel had over 400 yards passing in this matchup last year. Nick Anderson, the receivers, five straight games with a touchdown reception. Kansas has been better in recent years. They're on pace, in fact, to snap their streak of 14 straight losing seasons. But they get off to hot starts and then they fade five and all last year, then one and seven the rest of the way, four and all this year, one and two the rest of the way. A lot of it has to do with uh, Jalen Daniels not playing and this Jason Bean being in there. Bean's two and two. Uh, Kansas defense is 11th in the Big 12. They allow 35 or more points and 500 plus yards in two of the last three games. So I don't think I think eventually Oklahoma is going to figure it out and win 40 to 23. I'm laying the points. Parley kid, you're taking the uh, dog here. Oh, yeah. I'm all over Kansas uh, this week, Sal. And like you mentioned, the quarterback situation. But being played his best game probably of his college career last week in a one-touchdown loss at Oklahoma State. Uh, Their other loss was uh, by a rather large margin at Texas. But one thing you forget, if you want to take a common opponent here, uh, a recent common opponent, just a few weeks back, Kansas obliterated uh, UCF. Uh, mm-hmm. who uh, really took Oklahoma down uh, to the wire this past right. uh, weekend. And I just feel like this Kansas crowd is going to be into it. They have a very good run game to Kansas. Their top two running backs uh, kind of split the bill here. Between the two of them, they average about six yards per carry. Uh, and their quarterback situation, although not great, I think is serviceable. And mm-hmm. I just I, – I haven't just been really since uh, – I was not impressed with Oklahoma. They got lucky to – Get out of that UCF game with the win for sure. Last week, uh, I think yeah. this Kansas crowd is going to be uh, really showing up big time. Going to get to give Oklahoma fits. I think that I wouldn't even be surprised. I'll sprinkle a little bit of money on the Kansas money line even here no, for them to that. win Stop this it. game. I would not be surprised, Sal. <laughs> Brian, but, uh, I told you they're not going to lose Oklahoma until they play Oklahoma State. So we already we already <laughs> established that. Save, save your sprinkle there, Farley kid. All right, uh, Oregon and Utah. Utah is home. They're a six and a half point underdog. Forty seven and a half is the over under. They are incredible. The Utes under Kyle Whittingham. Right, back to back titles. They beat USC last week here in L.A. Uh, Oregon, it's weird, actually has more wins the last five years than Utah. You wouldn't think it, but it's 42 to 40. Dan Lanning beat them last year, 
20 to 17. Uh, that was in Eugene. I was there. It definitely happened. Uh, I just don't think Utah could score with them. They're 11th in the conference offensively, and it's mostly because they don't have they, – they just have so many injuries. They keep doing this with a lot of injuries. Now, Oregon's a little undisciplined. They commit some dumb penalties, so that's going to get in their way, but I think they pull it out with a big Bo Nix game. Bo Nix throwing 78%, completing 78% of his passes. It's ridiculous. 26-22, I'm going to say, Parley kid. I'm taking Oregon in the over. I guess I should have said that earlier on a teaser. So Oregon minus a half and over 42 and a half. 26-22 gets me there. uh, Harry, what you got? You know, I'm going to go the other way here, Sal. I'm going to take the Utes. I think they're getting very uh, disrespected here. I know they do have injuries, and Cam Rising hasn't played yet. Uh, Don't even mention two- him anymore. He's just not. I know, he's I know. Out. Yeah. But two time defending champs getting six and a half at home. Bryson Barnes uh, has been okay. He's been very serviceable. Serviceable. He had his best game last week against USC, but I guess kind of every quarterback does this yeah. year. But still, he had three touchdowns, and Utah has not lost in 18 straight games at home. You mentioned mm-hmm. the game last year, Sal, where you uh, in Eugene. They uh that you where the Ducks won by three, but only put up 20 points. This Utah defense is for real. And in 2021, they beat Oregon by 31 in the regular season in the Pac-12 championship by 28. This is a team again that's won 18 in a row in Salt Lake City, and they're getting six and a half at home. Seems too good to be true, but I'm taking the Utes. They're still ranked number 13 in the country. Total disrespect on this line. I'm taking the six and a half. All right. I, like I just think uh, I like Harry's I'm just fired tonight. T- <laughs> I think they have to play these games, Parley Kid, before we uh, determine if it's a fire. Wait till I try by, Darren. I got to try by the boot. By the way, he I just seems lucid. He seems like, you know, he's just. Is it really because you got paid? Like, do we have to give you a paycheck every day? Should I give you like a paycheck every day? Clear eyed in months. Clear eyes. Really? Clear eyes, full heart. Can't lose, Sal. You know. Is that true? The D Rex, D. They got me going. I'm pumped. Yeah, they got you going to game three on Monday. You're going to have to reach into that pocket. That's going to be something. All right, Georgia, Bry, Florida. Georgia, 14.5-point favorite, 47.5. This is uh, in Jacksonville, right, every year? Um, They've been good to me, Georgia, as a live bet, right, Bry? We had them, what, against Auburn? They were down 10. They were down 10 a couple weeks ago. I took them. Uh, They are 1-6 in against the number, the Bulldogs, amongst the worst in the country, which is weird for a team that's undefeated. But they just keep facing these gigantic numbers. And now Brock Bowers, a huge weapon, out, ankle injury. And that half point, I think, is just as huge, that 14-and-a-half. Graham Mertz, on the other hand, for Florida, played his best game of his career uh, two weeks ago. Come from behind win at South Carolina, went for 4-23. He threw 48 times, had three touchdowns. Um, so maybe they're a little delayed. I mean, he was on fire and then they had the bye, and now they go, they play Georgia, big game. I think Florida keeps it within two scores. Though. I think I see this as a 27, 16 game. You, you're saying all Georgia. Florida covers. I think they cover potentially cover back door late. Um, but it's been a weird season for Florida, right? Drastically different on the road. Uh, they've been significantly better at home. I know this is a neutral site game, but like you said, Mertz put up phenomenal numbers against South Carolina, but I, I do not expect that at all against Georgia. I, I would, I would say whatever numbers they come out with Mertz, I would take the under. I expect him to have a few turnovers. I, I think Florida's going to have a tough time running the ball. You know, we'll see what happens without, without Bowers. Um, obviously that certainly that, that, hurts their offense a lot. 
But I think George is going to be able to make some plays defensively. I think they're going to take advantage of some turnovers in this game. George has dominated Florida the last two seasons. So I'm going to lay the 14 and a half here. So. All right. It's going to be into what were they to uh, go undefeated? Were they a plus? Even, right? They were even. even. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting times. All right. Louisville. We'll do one more. Louisville home. Four and a half point favorite. 46 and a half is the over under versus Duke. Duke is five and two. They dropped one to Florida State 38 20 last week. They were winning the game at half, and then the Knowles actually covered, right? It was like 13 and a half, 14. They lose by 18. Louisville suffered their first loss last week. Oh, I guess that was two weeks ago. They were trounced by Pitt 38 21. Uh, I'm taking Duke here. I'm banking on Riley Leonard playing this week, just like I did last week, and he did, and then he went out. <laughs> That's when it fell apart. Um, it's a top 20 running attack versus a top 20 run defense in the country, and I'm leaning on Duke's running game. Jordan Waters, Jacquez Moore, who had a big, big game against Florida State last week. Cardinals 3-7 and seven against the spread, last 10 at home. Give me Duke 29-24. Harry, you agree, but you have a, uh, a nonsensical theory called the tri-bicuspid, <laughs> um, and Notre Dame well. is the common opponent, right? You're right. Now, about Sal, before I get to that, uh, yeah, I, I'm banking on Leonard having a good game, too, like you said. But uh, and, and Duke was going toe-to-toe with Florida State for basically three quarters. Like you said they had a nice running game that game uh, that day. They had 200 yards rushing in that game, just ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. Um, I think they show up. And, yeah, you're right. The Cardinals are coming off a, a, a lot. Their first loss of the season by 17 to Pitt. And a couple weeks ago in the Sharp Tank, I had a try-by when I had Oregon State over UCLA, and that hit. <laughs> So the Will you explain, I think you have to too. explain what, what the hell you're talking about. Well, Not many people. Yeah. Duke lost to Notre Dame at home. Mm-hmm. Louisville crushed Notre Dame in Louisville. So that means Louisville should be able to crush Duke at home. But no, no. You go the other way. Mm-hmm. You take the Blue Devils with the points and you get the cover and Louisville loses. Maybe even on the money line, Louisville Definitely at least doesn't cover again. We get the we get the cover with the blue devil cell. This is what this is the guy you say is lucid parlay kid. You say <laughs> I, he's do with like, it? I do like the pick though. I do agree with him with the pick. I just didn't I don't know about the, the try by, but um it's it's a theory Harry has gone with for 30 years and um and it's lost for 29 of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're selective <laughs> about the common opponent, much like the parlay kid was in the Oklahoma, Kansas game. He didn't consider Texas a common opponent, but when anyway, yes, I let that slide. True. But, yeah. but anyway, yeah. So Harry, there's got to be other common opponents between these two. Could no? be, but it works out nicely. <laughs> it works out nice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, does it work out nicely? I can't wait to see if this well, works out nicely. We all like Duke. We all like Duke in this game. <laughs> I know, but it'll have nothing to do with the Notre Dame <laughs> game. Right? I promise you that. All right. Well, yeah, I think the last time he gave out the tribe with Oregon State, it was just that, yeah, Oregon State was, I think, the better team. Right. No, there was a there, there was you, a reason behind need, it, Brian. He didn't. There was a reason the by the madness. I, I, I said what it was. <laughs> the better team doesn't matter if there's a try by looming, uh, and it's a try by cuspid, right? The try by is short for try by cuspid. Oregon. Well, here, yeah, yeah, right. Oregon, but Brian, it was Oregon State <laughs> uh, lost. Jesus. Oregon State. Oregon State lost to Washington State. UCLA uh-huh. beat Washington State, so that's why I took or- Oregon State over UCLA. 
Right. All right. But Oregon State's then, a great. Just they're great at home. They are yeah, great at home. True. True. What time are the men <laughs> in the white coats supposed to get here to pick on Barry? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can wait any longer. All right, let's take a quick break. Maybe they'll show up during our break. We'll be back with World Series picks. All right, World Series starts Friday night. Um, Rangers Diamondbacks. It's uh, it's exactly what we thought, right? <laughs> what did we say? It was one hundred sixty thousand or something. One plus one hundred sixty-two thousand. I don't know what it was, Bry. It's ridiculous, but um, crazy number. One, yeah, game one. The Rangers are favored. They're home minus one sixty-two, plus one thirty-six to take back. If you go series, it's minus one seventy-four, which went came down just a little bit from last night, plus one forty-eight. If you like the Diamondbacks. Uh, I, I mean, really, this is how do you measure it? The Diamondbacks are embarrassing teams in the postseason, despite the fact that they were really one Cubs error away from not even making the playoffs. I mean, the freaking Mets were six and one against the Diamondbacks. This is disgusting. So are they a team of destiny or has Waters sought its level? And are we going to see the team that boasts a minus 15 run differential this year show up? in this uh this October this fall classic whatever they say i'm going to say it's the latter i'm going texas in 5 plus 520 they have home field they have a deeper lineup i trust their starters more montgomery ovaldi and Scherzel shove one up my keister one more time i'm sure the uh texas bullpen's been much aligned but a run per game better in the postseason than they were in the regular season uh, dallas garcia 15 rbis in the alcs alone Corey seager 1.127 OPS. I'm told that's good. Uh, I've done well taking the dogs, but it's chalk for me in this series. Rangers in five plus 520. I say they lose game three, get their first World Series championship in three attempts. Uh, Paula Kid, you're right there with me, but you say Rangers in six. Yeah, I'm going to go Rangers in six, Al, uh, because I kind of like what Brother Bry is doing. And then uh, hmm. at that point, I said, well, if I like the Rangers to win, um, uh, minus one and a half. I might as well just take them. And you already, already filled up the four to one spot. So I'll go four to two here. It kind of makes sense. I think, like you said, the depth of this Rangers lineup is tremendous. Uh, for four guys hitting already hitting uh, over 300 in the postseason for them. They get production from the bottom of the lineup, which so many teams don't get. They mm-hmm. get they get production from the catching spot which a lot of teams don't get the line of depth and for as much as you know Montgomery former Yankee Evaldi former Yankee uh that Evaldi really didn't get it done in New York either but they've been big game pitchers uh here for the yeah. Rangers I think they just they keep that they stay consistent and the Rangers I just think of this the better team does the better team always win in baseball no but I think here they do it's Texas's right. time Texas in six at plus 390. Yeah, so you're 390. I'm plus 520. Bri, you get a little less. Well, a good deal less, plus 116, but pretty safe at Texas minus one and a half. So they sweep. Yeah, look, they win 4-1 or 4-2. You're good. I, I didn't want to lay the high number here, I don't think, with the Rangers, you know, um, potentially winning in seven. So I'm, I'm taking the Rangers minus one and a half at plus 116. And look, what? Well, it, it is really amazing when you think about that the Diamondbacks are here. Like, it's absolutely in, insane. I mean, the pitching has been great for them recently, and the bullpen's been fantastic. I just, you know, you guys have already said it, but I just think the Rangers have, ha- have the superior pitching, which is funny because the two guys are Yankee guys. Exactly. And met. Hmm. I, I, I have the least confidence in Scherzer out of 
out of all yeah. three of those. I think Montgomery and Evaldi have been dominant. Well, this is his, did they draft him? Didn't Arizona draft Scherzer? I think they did. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah. yeah. sort of talk about like that. And is it going to pay back there? But go ahead. Yeah, but look, I would say, look, Gallon, like, for, for as good of a season he had, like, and he wasn't good in his last two starts against Philly. He struggled kind of all year on the road. And I think getting him in game one is a little dangerous, especially, you know, they, they're going to face him twice in the first, I guess, five, four or five games here. So mm-hmm. um, I think the Rangers lineup just in general is just much more dangerous on a night in, night out basis. So I, I think this is going to, I like your Sal a little bit I, at the plus 520 at, at four to one, but I'm going to, going to take minus one and a half just to get the four, nothing four one or four, two potential win here. All for right. Rangers. Yeah. And Brian, I think a lot of people are lumping these two teams together, whatever they both deserve to be here. I feel like football is the only one that gave us the matchup. The super bowl was uh, all right. One seed chiefs, Eagles. Great. Two great teams in hockey in uh, basketball. And now in baseball, we're seeing like, wow, this is a knuckleball matchup. No pun intended here. Um, but uh, I think they're lumping like Arizona, you know, Texas, you and I both know we went up. They were this close to taking that division from Houston. Right. And then well, it wouldn't I, be like, oh, oh, wild card, wild card talk. Like they were leading that division. They battled with Seattle and Houston up until like the last day of the season. What I mean, you know, the Diamondbacks battle with the Cubs and the Marlins, basically. There was a spot. There was a stretch, I would say, like the Rangers at one point in time, right? Like two thirds of the way through the season were a top three, oh, yeah. four team in baseball, right? Mm-hmm. They were pretty dominant outside of, I mean, you could say the same thing about the Rangers maybe at some point in time too. The Diamond, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they just yeah. fell off, they fell off a cliff, but they got it back quickly. You know, you saw that early on in this, the playoffs. They got their mojo back. And uh, it just took them listening to Creed, apparently, for them to get it. <laughs> That's usually what does it. Yeah. yeah. What was the I most think I, they were up in that division? It was more than three and a half, wasn't it? Oh, no. Yeah, they were up. They six had to be up six, yeah. right, at one point in time. I know. Six, we were freaking six, out seven. with our Astros bet. But um, yeah, anyway, six we, and didn't, yeah. we didn't double it back up. All right, pa- uh, Harry. Arizona and seven. You have to do it. Yeah, Arizona and seven. Listen, you beat Philly in seven. You can beat Texas in seven. You get it at plus 570. Bruce Bochy has done a tremendous job, first of all, in his first season back after a three-year hiatus. Never lost a game seven. It's going to happen here. It's going to happen. Sal, you said oh, the Snakes, a team of destiny. I think they are. Gallon, Kelly, and now Fott are a solid three starters. Gallon hasn't been that great in the playoffs. I think he comes and he brings his A game in the World Series here. Merrill Kelly. He's had seven starts versus AL teams this year. All seven starts, he gave up three run, earned runs or less. Tori Lovello is getting solid production from Marino and Perdomo. Those guys have combined for five home runs in the playoffs so far. And Cattell Marte and soon-to-be rookie of the year, Corbin Carroll, are unfazed with 32 combined hits in the playoffs. Arizona's middle relief was excellent versus Philly. It's been excellent all postseason. Kevin Ginkle has been clutch and closer. Paul Seawald has been lights out. Those two guys have given up zero earned runs combined. The snake shocked the world in seven. <laughs> the thing is, um, we were calling last week at this time, we were calling fought fat because no one knew and no one cared. You know? yeah. And we were calling you fat too, Harry, but uh, <laughs> people didn't care about that. But anyway, all right. So now they're back. I'm banking on Sunday. FF or whatever you spell his last name. P, I think there's a P in there, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's not PH, but all right. Now, MVP, let's do this. Seeger, five to one. Garcia, plus 550. Uh, Marte, 10 to one. 
Uh, start us off, Parley Kid. You're going to go with the favorite here. I go with the favorite here in Seager, uh, Mr. Consistent, uh, hitting 333 throughout the playoffs with an on base percentage of close to 500. So 12 walks, seven strikeouts in the playoffs. When do we have seen a player mm. really do that in a long time? Um, three home runs, five doubles, 12 runs scored. He's been very, just very consistent throughout. And I just think he's got the temperament. He's, he plays a very steady game. I don't think the situation is too big for him at all. I think he's their best player in this series. And I think five to one, if you like the Rangers, is pretty good odds yeah. for probably their best all-around player. What did you say? 12 walks and five? Like, uh, what was that first thing you said? 12 about walks, I mean, that's, seven strikeouts in this in the playoffs so far. very difficult to pull off when you're seeing a right? different pitcher every yeah, uh, Very difficult. Uh, yeah. He's been tremendous. I mean, it's on, like I said, mm -hmm. on base percentage is 483 throughout 12 yeah. games. So he's done it. He's done a yeoman's uh, job so far in the playoffs. We looked at it and uh, Floyd Yeoman's uh, Expos. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cousin uh, is White Gooden, right? That's right. We looked at um, pitchers for this yesterday quickly, I think off air. And uh, I just, I think there's been three pitchers won, Brian, in the last 16 years or something. And it's because yeah. a lot of it is because they don't, they just don't last that long. Now they don't last that long. They take them out in the fourth inning, but it also means they can make a relief ap appearance in game five or six or seven and make a name for themselves. But um, you're going, you're going sort of chalk here too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going Garcia at yeah. plus 550. And I would say both Seager and Garcia have been red hot. But Garcia's performance, right, the last three games was absolutely insane, especially, you know, after he gets hit in that game five, right, he comes back with nine RBIs in game six and game seven. Right. 15 RBIs in total in, this, in, in the series. But in all of the playoffs, right, seven home runs, 20 RBIs in 12 playoff games. And look, I'll say last year, right, Pena won the won the ALCS MVP, and then he came back and he won the MVP, I think, at something mm -hmm. like 18 to 1 as well. And I think Garcia does the same thing here. He's just been on a tear. Um, so I think he wins the ALC, uh, ALCS MVP. I think he wins the World Series MVP. But I will say, too, yeah, I mean, there's something about Seager just being totally locked in, right? It's It's – yeah. I mean – you hate, I, I would never say like, say somebody's using some type of enhancement, Whoa, but he's, he, hey. he's, he's batting like that, right? He's one of those guys when he gets up to the plate, you're like, I, this is going to be hard to get this guy out. We kind of um, said that about Castellanos too. And then that stuff wore yeah. off or maybe yeah, well, Castellanos does strike out. I mean, that guy strikes out 220 times a year. Yeah. So uh, it was about time that wore off for him. I am going to go, you know, it's probably wise if you're taking Texas to go with Garcia or Seager, but I'm going Marcus Simeon at 14 to one. I like the value. Um, not exactly hot, but really a hitter who could bust out anytime. He's actually three for eight with two runs scored in his last two games. So it's not like he's like it, but so. he led the, led the American league in runs scored and hits a one twenty two OPS plus. And so at 14 and one, I think you get a nice number. Maybe just take those three if you like the Rangers you know instead of any of You know what I like about thing. Simeon here, Sal? I would bet him in the first one of the first two games. I'd actually double up or just go in each game until he hits one. He's got 52 at-bats in the playoffs without a home run. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, he's yeah. due. He's due. I think yeah. within the first two games, he hits one out. So probably look at those odds, too, for a home run for Simeon. I, I do All right. like it. He's He's – He's too good to not hit hit one out. Fifty something at bats right now in the playoffs. No home runs. Interesting. He'll get one soon. You get five to one in game one if he hits one. Yeah. Uh, there you go. All right. 
Harry, uh, you're going Marte. Oh, well, you're going to Arizona. You have to go Marte. 10 to 1. He has been on an incredible run, guys. He has 26 hits in 16 career playoff games. Got a 16-game hitting streak in the playoffs. Got a hit in every single game he's played in the playoffs. He's batting 358 in this postseason. Eight of his 19 hits have been for extra base hits. Marte also was hot versus Texas in the regular season. And by the way, Arizona was three and one against the Rangers this year. And in those four games versus the Rangers, he was six of 14 with three homers, five runs scored, five RBIs. Marte at 10 to one brings home the hardwood. Mm, okay. So let's uh, jump to game one. Let's see what we got here. Minus 162 for the Rangers, plus 136 on the uh, take back. Bry, this, uh, this seems pretty safe. And you're getting a plus number here for your prop. Well, I changed it, right? So I'm taking Seager to score a run here, which is minus yeah. one. It's oh, minus one twenty. Oh, it's minus yeah, one twenty. It's minus one twenty. I don't know the difference between the symbols, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, look, <laughs> probably kids said it all with him already, but right, he's batting three thirty three in the playoffs so far. He's scored twelve runs in twelve games. He's scored a run in four straight nine of his last twelve games. Uh, and Seager in general has hit really well against Gallon. I think he's seven of twenty one in his career against him. So I think he continues this this nice streak. And again, it's been, it's just tough to get this guy off the bases, uh, keep him from scoring runs. So with the, the lineup he has behind him, either he's going to hit a home run himself or somebody else is going to drive him in. All right. You're taking Parley kids, MVP guy for a game one prop. I'm taking your guy, MVP guy for a prop. <laughs> uh, Dallas Garcia, RBI plus 120. He's done this in each of the last six games. He's knocked one in in eight of the last 10 Nine of the last 12. He owns Sold. If he gets to that uh, in the bullpen, knocked in three against him. I think it seems easy enough. Plus 120. And this is another one you can keep doubling up on. Uh, it's going to happen. Plus 120, Garcia, RBI. Parley Kid Rangers most hits in game one. I didn't see this. Where did you find this? No. I, plus I, 110. <laughs> I don't ask me where I found it, Sal, because then it took me. Uh, I still can't find it. It's on Fandle. It's there. Yeah, it's Brother there. Brian yeah. found it again for us. Okay. Uh, I just came across. Just my, keep refreshing. My, It'll jump my, in there. You'll, my you'll vision, I saw it, and I was like, I like the Rangers here getting plus 120 to have most hits in this yeah. game. Uh, Gallon, as Harry said, has not been great in the playoffs so far. Uh, in fact, wasn't really even great down the stretch for the Diamondbacks as his Cy Young chances really slipped away from like mid-August on. Um whether or not he bounces back remains to be seen. But this Texas Rangers lineup, uh, just coming off that last game, they're deep. One through nine, everybody can hit in that lineup. Uh, mm -hmm. Deeper than Arizona's lineup. I think they get the job done, and they have the most hits in this game. Where I, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to approach 10 to 11 to 12 hits in this game. They get it I done. like this. And I get a plus number. It's fun. Fun, fun thing to root for. Well, the only drawback is you don't you potentially don't get the ninth at bat, right? You don't bat in the ninth true, if they're winning. True. I, that's I, yes. it. I think Very that's true. why it's a plus. But that's at probably that point, the only reason. You wouldn't get that because you're winning. And yeah, right. you might be that's, up uh seven to one. It would at that make point. sense. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. You just don't want it to be, you know, four to one and then they get six hits in the ninth to make it four three. Or that wouldn't make sense. Whatever. But you know I know what I'm saying. saying. All right. I, that's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. Uh plus numbers good there. Harry, uh, what you got? I got Lord Escorial at least two bases at plus money at plus 125 for the D-backs. He's got a hit in five straight games in nine of his last 11. Girl has two plus bases 
in four of his last five games and his last five games, seven total hits, including two doubles and a home run, two plus bases for Gurriel. All right. I like it. We got uh night baseball Tuesday and Wednesday. Harry is taking his bride on a date Monday to game three. And so we'll uh, come back. Uh, <laughs> nice. We will be late Tuesday. That's good, Harry. I'm going to let her know. I'm going to respond to her on Facebook because she's all yeah. diamondbacks all over the place. Oh, yeah. She yeah, wants, like that, she right? wants to she really sit right is. behind the dugout too. So, Oh, mm. really? Well, yeah, that's yeah, nice that's what she said she wants. She doesn't want those uh, those cheap seats this time. She wants tell to her, yeah. tell her she can tell her. Darren, do me a favor. Tell her she can call Ken. <laughs> Harry, just you know, sell your water uh, filtration system, whatever the hell you were just telling us about there. <laughs> What's more important, you know, make her happy. All right, water. we'll be back. Uh, Sharp Tank, these guys give me their best bets, and I'm going to jump on one of them, and that's going to happen right when we return. For Sharp Tank, um, I take one of your guys' bets. You 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 pitch them to me. I listen. I listen, and then I jump on one. Last week, I couldn't go wrong. You guys were three and zero, oh, so good job by all of you, uh, Bry. I think I jumped on yours. You had the Eagles minus two and yeah. a half, right? I did. Uh, that was easy enough. Kind of what we thought. Uh, so you started us off. What do you like this week? All right. All right. I've been red hot. I mean, Parley Kid's been great too. I think I've only lost one since we. Rejoined the ringer. Parley can mm. the same same possible. Not Harry. As, as I hear you're not uh, noticing well. not mentioning not, Harry. Not mentioning Harry. Yeah. He's I've, done all right. I've done all right. Yeah, you know he's he's been going with these teasers. I mean, he Harry. had his best. He had his pick of the year loss. What do you mean he did all right? <laughs> he's already thanks to the refs. Oh yeah. All right. Well, these are, they're all new refs this week, so you should be okay. Right. Yeah. But I really like this one too. Um, I, I like the Bengals here plus three and a half. Uh, well, we saw this number drop from five and a half after Purdy went into concussion protocol. So I, my guess is he won't. I'm guessing because they had short rest this week, probably doesn't play. Right. Which means we could see Harry's boy, Sam Darnold. But either way, I actually probably would prefer Purdy playing and getting the five and a half here because I, I like the Bengals either mm-hmm. way. I think I do think the Bengals are going to go on a little bit of a run, even though their schedule is pretty brutal. I think we might see kind of what we saw last week, right? Last year. They had the bye last week. Um, mm-hmm. It gives Burrow another week to, you know, keep getting things right. And I, I think he will be. And and the 49ers have just been having some really tough physical games. Some of that is their – a lot of that's their own fault because they just play so damn physical. They cannot stay healthy. They're going to be missing key pieces, right, off, you know, a bunch of offensively, Samuel still be out. Who knows with William Jett? So I actually like the Bengals to win this game outright, uh, but I'm going to take the Bengals with the points. Okay. I was under the impression that nobody since the beginning of 2022, I think it was Kenny Pickett was the last one to return after getting a concussion the week before. And now there's like some discrepancy. Like Schefter's like, oh, that's not true. Guys have had their different kinds of protocols and stuff. But either way, were you surprised he was only worth two to the spread? Went from five and a half to three and a half. I know like Mahomes is the gold standard right now, but he's worth like seven, seven uh, and a half. Not necessarily from what we've seen. I think I think Darnold in this offense yeah. could mm-hmm. be very could, will be serviceable. For, I think it'll be serviceable for them. Okay. So I like I said, I think the way they were they had been playing, I'd actually prefer Purdy in the five and a half versus Darnold with the three and a half, but I still I still like it either way. I think they're winning All this right. game. Parley kid, last week you had, you took the UFC, you took uh, Chimaev. Now I'm saying it wrong, but I think you might have said it wrong too. We spent like 10 minutes on the pronunciation, but it didn't matter. He won by decision. 
Um, and we we urged everybody to do a, a, a V parlay. Everybody who fought and his name ended in a V uh, parlayed it up. Brian, well, what did that pay, you thought? Uh, it was 25 to 1. We mentioned That's it. Great. We talked about it. We wow. did Ending mention it. We got to do it. The old I say, parlay. There was one fight where there were two Vs going against each other, though. Yeah, so but you're the, just the, the favorite. favorite in the that? favorite. Yeah. The favorite in okay. that one. But the other, yeah. yeah, the other one, I mean, it paid so well. It paid 25 to 1 because the guy who fought Wood was plus 250. The other ones were all heavy favorites, but yeah. um, still, well, still great. Regardless, you got to go with those guys. The ends and me. Just boy, but Bry would have been the bedache of a lifetime had Walker um, had that with fight. No contest. Right? What, yeah. That was yes, the fact oh, yeah. that it got called a no contest. You did luck, luck out. We did luck out on that. I mean, I think. I don't think Walker was winning that fight. Kind of lucked out there. I the, know, with the knee, right? But the imagine knee, that. But imagine I they called why, that. Yeah. I don't know why that's incidental versus or accidental versus like an intentional knee to the head. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's well, the, you know, what's I the had the other. I had the other no contest uh, on the undercard. Of course, the guy was a minus six hundred, and um, he clearly meatballs and I were talking about this. He clearly kicked the guy in the nuts, and everybody, <laughs> the doctors, like, no, you did. I mean, the guy was screaming, crying, screaming, crying, and then they're like, I'm like, and that. Michael, what were they saying? They're like, no, 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 he didn't. He didn't do it. He didn't kick him there. He wasn't. It wasn't a low kick. That was to the thigh, and it looked like they were going to give my mind to six hundred a nod because they were uh, accusing this guy of like. I mean, really, it was like in history, like he was screaming for his life, and uh, but they said it was a no contest. So. I'll take that. But really, that seems to happen more often than not. All right. Anyway, Parley Kid. We're yeah, I've been on a nice week. roll. Uh, would be seven for seven if it wasn't for uh, San Francisco missing a last second field goal uh, against Moody. Cleveland two weeks ago. You like ago. that Moody guy, don't you? You like yeah, well, that? Yeah, San it cost me in fantasy by uh, <laughs> kicking a 50, uh, you know, 50,000 yeah. yard field goal Boy. the other day. Uh, so <laughs> whatever. Mean. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So I'm look parlay kid go with the uh, money line parlay here. A mm-hmm. sure winner, Sal, plus one forty two. You got to take four teams on the money line here, but I love it. Dolphins at home against the Patriots. That's number one. Uh, Dolphins coming off you know a lackluster performance. Patriots coming off a great performance. I think the roles get reversed there. Uh, mm-hmm. Game number two, uh, Chiefs at Broncos. I just, uh, you know, normally this game, I think the Broncos play the Chiefs tough. I just the Broncos are terrible. They just they stink. I don't care. They what just played them like ten days ago. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just sure. don't yeah. see things changing, especially that Kansas City seems right. to have their offense really humming right now. So I like right. that, uh, I like the Chargers. I know I shouldn't go with the Chargers, but let's face it: if they lose this home game to the Bears, Staley is probably gone. He's probably. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can afford to lose this game. Uh, the Bears just won't get it done against the Chargers. And, and then Monday night, we're going to add the Lions at home versus the Woeful Raiders. Uh, so yeah. those four teams at plus 142, I really like I, – I, I, I'm falling in love with this one more and more. Oh. Mm. Um, and none of them have a V at the end. I, I'm looking <laughs> at this. Well, which one – I'm going to ask you because I have my answer. Which one are you um, most worried about out of those four? Dolphins, Chargers, Chiefs, Lions. Um, I probably should say Chargers, but I'm really yeah, not. Of course. Maybe, yeah. maybe 
Maybe the Dolphins against the Patriots. No, you had it right. You had it right with the Chargers. I don't hate I that just team. don't. I know. I know that they'll be the most likely team to scare, screw me. But I don't. Could you see the Bajan thing? Oh, the Tyson Bell. Look what he's doing. Well, with this I could team. see the, the, You know what? I could see that for a moment, but I think he's had his time in the sun already, and mm. uh, he's going to come back down to earth a little bit. And this, I mean, look, if the Chargers lose this game, seriously, Staley, he's got to go. He, he yeah, but then not... so what? So he should have to go. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right, let me think about that. Okay. I mean, I like, damn, it is plus 142. But, uh, okay, Harry, what do you got? Now, you had Colts uh, on a teaser and Tampa Bay on a teaser, uh, Tampa Bay under on a teaser last week. And you right. Um, And this week, no teaser, Sal. I'm going to go big here with a parlay that pays plus 360, three-teamer. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to my pick in college. I'm taking Utah plus the six and a half over Oregon. Uh, again, Utes don't lose at home, ranked 13th in the country, 18 straight wins in Salt Lake City. I'm taking the Cincinnati-San Francisco game under 45 and a half. Two very good defenses here since he's three and one in the last four, but have scored over 20 points in just one of those games. San Fran, two straight games under 20 points. Defense is locked down in the red zone, I think. Uh, and if Darnold's playing, Darnold's equals field goals. He doesn't equal touchdowns mm-hmm. or field goals and touchdowns in this game. I think since he's San Fran under 45 and a half. And like Darren said, I'm going Lions money line over the Raiders on Monday night. Sorry, Bri, but Josh McDaniels is a bum. He's a bum. Oh. Didn't have his team ready at all versus a a D two quarterback and the bears. That was pathetic. The lions, by the way, were due for a stinker last week after playing three of the last four games on the road, they get back at it at home, 30 plus points for the lions. They roll the Raiders since he San Fran under 45 and Utah, mm-hmm. the Utes plus six and a half at home. All right. So now I knew when you said Cincinnati, San Francisco under 45 and a half, I said uh, with a hundred percent certainty, I'm like, Oh, he hasn't checked this line since the Purdy announcement. And he's just taken the old over under. And of course it's 43 and a half. So do you still like it? Under? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah, sure. 43 and a half. Yeah, market, 43 and a half. Yeah, great. All right. Well, that's not the part I don't like. I mean, I, I can't thread the needle, thread the needle with the Utah when I have Oregon to win on the teaser. So that's going to be tough. Paulie kid, I'm sorry. I just uh, this char- I don't there, I don't think there's any situation, and this would prove it, where I would like the Chargers even to win. I don't I don't know. Uh they disgust me. Brian, I'm gonna go with you here. Bengals plus Thank three you. and a half. I like nice. the plus five and a half. Um, you know, every wins, every game's a must win for them. And I just think they start getting physical with teams. So, uh, yep. there you go, like but it. everybody keep it. I'll be rooting for everyone. Three and oh, do it again. Uh, Fury and Ganu. Um, well, I don't, is this a fight? Is this not a fight? I feel like, you know, when I read you minus two sixty to go the distance, that was real. I wasn't, my eyes weren't playing games with me, but it's now, now you can't find that. Right. So it must've been a glitch because the over under I'm seeing is four and a half rounds for this, Bri. And, and Ganu is minus 14. I'm sorry. Fury is minus 1400. So how do you play this? Um, I, it, <laughs> I, I would probably, you don't play it. I you don't, don't have to play it. I, I would probably, in all honesty, I would probably play over four. I'd I'd go over that that number. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, we. I will say we've seen. Uh, you don't even have to be a, bo- a real boxer to beat UFC fighters in in boxing, right? You can be. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, you know, but 
I, I think Fury will. I think Plus Fury boy. will be able to do whatever he wants with him. Although the way Fury is, I just don't know how serious he'll be in this. Right? Like, is this is this still considered an exhibition, or is this actually like a real? I don't you know, know if we've like ever a, seen a 12 round exhibition, but I know what you're saying. Like they Right, like it's like a regular fight, but I mean um, it's like the Mayweather McGregor fight. That was a real fight. No. Was that yeah. 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. 10. Was right. that gonna go 10? Was that 10 round or that was 12? I can't remember, remember. wasn't it? I can't I can't remember. I was so nervous there. But that, that the same too. situation. Yeah. I was hope I was hoping <laughs> Fury was minus six or seven hundred just for like because dumb people were putting money on Engano. Right. Um, I don't know. I'll probably end up putting I'll, I'll end up putting a decent amount on Fury somewhere. Something Fury that late. Went by KO, TKO something is, late. Uh, minus one sixty five. Oh yeah, well, so, there's there's KO and TKO. Oh man. Yeah, I would I take I would that. take something late. Um, right. Just where maybe the corner just throws in the towel or something for a guy. I read ref, that ref the Saudis are bringing in the paying. Top dollar to Tyson, Pacquiao, Mayweather. There was another one too. Um, I don't know. Joe Lewis to to train in Ganu to bring him in over these last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but the Joe Lewis part obviously isn't true. But they brought in those first three names uh, were accurate. But yeah, we don't know what kind of shape Fury's in. We don't know. Oh, if he it matters. Looked, I mean, from what I could tell, he looked in awful shape, but it doesn't matter with him. He's always in good boxing shape, even when right. he's heavy, right? It's just right. It was just jabbing. Um, so yeah. he'll be in. Doesn't uh, Nagano just wreck everybody? I mean, I know it's, I mean, different rules here, but. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even, he does, even when he boxed, he didn't necessarily throw a lot of punches, right? Mm. He's got a, he's got a ton of power, but he's going to be looking, you know, he's going to be staring up five inches, four or five inches at Fury. It's going to be a huge. Size advantage here. Oh, for so Fury. the reach, you're, th- you're factoring in the reach. Huh? I, uh, I, got it. I mean, I, I think got it. Fury will be able to do whatever he wants with them. It's just a question what is, does he want? Does he just want to play this out? Does I he, mean, this is the one you got to figure out. Fury wins and over one and a half knockdowns is minus 110. Fury wins and under one mm. and a half knockdowns plus 105. Ooh. Oh, it's right there. He can, get, he can get two in a round. Yeah, Tough. I'd probably take. I'd probably take the, the over one and a half. The, to you know, be knocked down and one. win is interesting too. Eight to one for Fury, 22 to one for Nganu. That's not happening. Why do I see like a dumb disqualification or some crap? Well, that's, that's, that's your biggest like yeah. worry, right? Like if you were to ever go to Vegas again and just put in right. so much money, like, uh, yeah, my biggest worry is having this weather fight. is just something stupid happening, yeah, right? Like, right. you know, all right, Meatball, but, settle this for us. What's the best bet in this fight? Fury by decision. Interesting. Fury by decision, Meatballs, is six to one or around there. It's not bad. Pretty damn good. Uh, and then you just don't have to watch the fight. You get in, uh, you know, tune in the <laughs> 11th round or something. Uh, all right. That's going to do it. Put in a nice hour here. Uh, another episode of Against All Odds. We will be back Tuesday and Wednesday after the World Series. It'll be game four. Oh, maybe there's no game five. I don't know. Maybe it's a sweep. Maybe Wednesday we can go early. Uh, Either way, that's it for another episode of Against All Odds. For Mikey Meatballs and the D3, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping.